and welcome back to the Provocative Podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. We have a very special guest today. Uh, her name is Brittany Cano, and I'll get into her in a little bit. Um, before I get into the podcast, um, I always want to talk about me, my life a little bit, give you guys a little bit of a life update, anything I want to share with you guys, just to make it a little bit more personal for the podcast. Um, so just a little bit about me right now. Um, as you guys can see, if you're watching from TikTok, um, or YouTube, I'm wearing glasses. So I have another eye infection, guys. It's been a pain in the butt. Um, I've been doing a lot better with not wearing my contacts during the day, but for some reason I'm getting these eye infections. I thought it was my lashes, but to be honest, I just think it's coming from the contacts, just wearing them, the bacteria that contacts sometimes get. It's honestly a really pain too, having to switch them out every two, three weeks. It's just been a really big pain. So I'm waiting for this infection to go away. That's why I'm wearing the glasses. And then I'm gonna look into LASIK. I'm actually going to try looking into it this week. I've heard a lot of good things about LASIK and how it's changed a lot of people's lives. I will say that I've had breast surgery. I've gotten lip fillers. And for some reason, LASIK scares me more than anything, just because from what I've heard, <laughs> your eyes have to be open. And I just cannot even like... <laughs> fathom the thought of something going in my eye but I, I think I'm gonna go for it guys because I just want to be able to wake up and be able to see not have to worry about my glasses my contacts traveling with them is a pain when you get drunk with contacts it's also a pain because no one can really take out your contacts except for you I don't know I, I managed to always do it no matter how drunk <laughs> I am so it's been it hasn't let me down but I still think that getting LASIK would change my life so if you guys have any recommendations uh, for Houston uh, doctors, please DM them to me. Or if you guys have any reviews on LASIK or personal experiences, you can also DM them to me just to make your girl feel a little bit more comfortable. Please don't DM me horror stories because I have had people DM me horror stories and it's, it's not fun. Um, another thing I am back in the gym. I was out for like two weeks because I was sick. I had like an upper respiratory infection. And guys, anytime you take a break, even if you're the most advanced athlete, it's going to take a toll on your body. Like when you come back, you're going to feel like death, but I'm feeling so much better. I got my three uh, spin classes last week. I was able to work out my, I work out five to six days a week. And I, towards the end of the week, I was exhausted, but it felt really, really good being back in the gym and just getting back on my routine. I will say to you guys, just like I tell my clients, when you take a break and you come back, it's always hard to kind of get that routine even for me like it takes me like a week or two to finally get my groove back on but once you find it it's really easy so don't feel discouraged if you feel like oh my gosh I've been training for this long and like this week is pushing me back pulling pushing me back like it's normal so take it easy as soon as long as you're like staying consistent with it you'll find your groove again and lastly, just want to talk about a few shows that I'm watching right now. Chris and I um, are really big into baking shows. We just finished uh, Baking Impossible, which was like an engineering kind of baking where they paired a baker with an engineer. And it was really, really interesting and cool to watch. So highly recommend that show. Um, we actually just finished The School of Chocolate yesterday, which is really cool. Um, the actual like chef there he's like really known on tiktok so it was really cool just to see him and how he works and seeing the minds of chefs um chefs can be very arrogant which is really cool to watch just how like their per their personalities all mix but um it was overall like it wasn't like probably the best baking show i've watched but it was really cool just to see all the techniques that the the chefs use like in making chocolate and what you can actually make out of chocolate was really cool 
And lastly, I'm not going to go too much into detail, but I started watching Selling Sunset again because I was I started the first season in prep last year and then I just couldn't get into it because it was like I was like four or six weeks out and I was like, I could, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this drama. So I just stopped it. But now with the new season up, everyone's been talking about it. So I'm like, OK, I need to go back and watch it. But I will say I talked about it on my YouTube yesterday. I don't know if I want to keep watching it or not because of the drama. There's so much unnecessary drama and I get it. It's for the show purposes, but I just can't deal with mean girls. Like I never have. I don't think I could ever deal with them in my personal life. I don't have, like, I'm not super confrontational, but I am confrontational. So if someone was mean to me like that, I just feel like I would shut them down and like probably get into a fight with them. So I don't know if I should keep watching or not. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Brittany, we'll get into Brittany now because she actually, we were just talking about it. She's actually on season four, right? Yeah, I watched um, seasons one through, I think it's season four. I could be totally wrong, Um, but I watched seasons one through three during COVID because there was literally nothing to do. So I was like um, watching it, but it is a lot of drama. It's, a it's like lot. unnecessary. Yeah. yeah, like it's unnecessary drama. Like it's cool. Like you were telling me you like the outfits. I think it's amazing how they can like get up and like look gala ready every day. Like how day. are they always, always together? Well, uh, yeah, like everything. Some of their hairstyles are like insane. I'm sure they have like a, a person living with them for hair and makeup. I don't know how oh, yeah, it would, sure. you know, work, but I do like it because of that in the real estate. I think it's amazing to watch the houses they, they sell, how hardworking they are in that aspect. But the drama for me kills it. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> not a big drama. But anyways, anyways, we'll get into Brittany, guys. Uh, so Brittany, let's introduce you. Who is Brittany? What do you do? Any little bit of background about yourself? Um, so hi guys, I'm Brittany. Um, I'm a Houston photographer, um, obviously here in Houston. Um, I live here with my husband, Art, and our two pugs. Um, yeah, honestly, that's it. Okay, all right. <laughs> Any hobbies that you do besides photography? Um, I would say, hmm, hobbies. I mean, we go to the gym. Yeah. Um, besides photography, I mean, it's still kind of part of photography, but like I really like working in like Photoshop. Okay. Um, and it's something that like I've picked up a lot lately, especially like working with Anabar. Um, mm. I don't know. I just feel like I've always needed like some type of creative outlet. And like, I can literally be on like my computer for like, like three to four hours, like just creating. It's just like a nice like outlet to be expressive. So I would yeah, say that. Which I love because, <laughs> so Brady's like my right hand man when it comes to this podcast guy, she's going to be helping me. And I definitely needed a creative mind to help me with this podcast because I want to take it to the next level. I'm I can be creative. I'm not super duper creative, but I can be creative to an extent. But I think like people like you, Brittany, who have the photography kind of like view on things and just have a creative mind can bring so much to the podcast, which I'm really excited that you just said that, that you love being on your computer and stuff, because that's what I need. And especially like a female, because Chris, you know, helps me with certain things, but he doesn't have the like, you know, the female spark, obviously. So it's going to be really nice for us to create things, content for the podcast. But if you um, want to give a little bit of detail before you got into photography, what were you doing? Is photography something that you wanted to pursue or was there a different career path that you were going to do? So I've always kind of done photography um, like part time. I started doing it um, in college. Okay. Um, But honestly, all of my life, I wanted to be a dentist, like since sixth grade, like through high school, like I was in a dental internship, college, like I was um, like, I don't know what, uh, what's it called? Like um, interning at dental offices. Like it was constantly like Dennis, 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 like studying for my DAT and everything. And I think it was after college, I decided to take a gap year and I was like, you know what? Like 
this is not for me anymore. Like this is not my vision for myself. And so, um, that's hard. Yeah, it was really hard and really challenging. I would say like, I have never struggled with something so much, but it was kind of like, at first it was like my vision for myself. And then it kind of became like the expectation for me. And that was kind of like placed upon me. And I felt like it wasn't mine anymore. Right. And so kind of like getting out of that was like really hard to process, but like we made the leap and we were just like, you know what, like let's pursue it full time. Yeah. So for dentistry, like why did like you know one like some kids like they wake up and they're like in middle school or like in elementary they're like <laughs> I want to be a vet because I want to help animals <laughs> but you were just like I want to look at people's teeth like when you were young like I was just trying to <laughs> no yeah so honestly I don't know I think it's because I had always loved going to the dentist and okay. there was actually one dentist I <gasps> think liked going to the dentist I don't know I mean I'm like did you not ever have cavities growing up or I think I had like maybe like one okay see I hated but the like dentist. like all my checkups were like good and everything but there was one dentist his name was uh Dr. Mason I don't know he just like made me love the dentist and okay. so I was like I literally think it was like that like one day I was like you know what I want to be a dentist and okay. then I kind of like just stuck with it like Jeez. it was weird yeah so like when I was in high school I was in a dental internship like I got my dental assisting license okay and then so I started pursuing that and I was like you know what like this is a possibility like I actually okay. really like this like um because I started working as a dental assistant so like I would help like the dentist and like he would teach me to do like all these things so it was like super cool and like I never got grossed out or anything like it was really fascinating and I just kind of kept going with it okay and then you just like so then you got you you were were you already in college when you decided that you didn't want to do it anymore so I graduated college yeah so I graduated yeah so I went through college I did my um biology degree with my chemistry minor like I literally shadowed all throughout college like all four years I would spend like literally like 20 hours a week at a dental office shadowing wow and then you were just like I don't want to do this anymore yeah like I took a gap year and I moved home and I was studying for my DAT and like I don't know, I guess it's because I've always been like, so like, go, 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 go. Like, you know, like with high school, you graduate, boom, you go to college, like doing all this stuff. And like, I never had any like downtime to really think or like process anything. Yeah. And when I was studying, I was like, I actually don't like this anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. That's such a big step. Yeah, it was, it took me a long time to figure out and it was like really difficult. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, like, I can't even, I know people nowadays still like have trouble. I think a lot of people go through college and then end up, saying, oh, I don't like, I don't want to do this anymore, but then they have to go through with it because they feel like mm-hmm. the pressure of their family or whatever to go through with it. And then they're miserable, but it's it's crazy how you were just like, okay, I just don't want to do this anymore. So it was actually like really hard. Like when I was studying, I was just kind of feeling like, kind of like down a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know if like down is kind of the right word. I was kind of struggling like to figure out like my purpose. Like I used to always say, like, I remember like in um, my, um, like when you have, when you apply for dental school, like you have to write like essays and okay. obviously like one of them is like, why do you want to be a dentist? Right. Everyone's always like, Oh, well I want to help people. Right. So okay. one, one thing that I wrote down is like, I want to be the reason why someone is able to smile again. Right. Like confidently, because I remember, um, I was, I was shadowing one time and this lady came in and like her, like her teeth, like it was just like a really bad situation. And I think the doctor gave her like almost like all crowns or something like that. Or no, not, it was like something, something super like drastic, right? Like he completely transformed her smile. Uh And I remember, um, she was like crying, like, thank you so much. Like, just like, so extremely grateful. Right. Cause it's like your smile is like everything. It's it's so important, you know? And 
I remember I was just sitting there and I was like, wow, like I want to be able to have like that impact on someone. And I remember she was saying like, I can't afford it. Like, thank you so much. But like, I don't know how, like I'm going to pay for it. And he like comped the whole thing. And I was like, just to be in that position, like financially, but just like to be able to like help you did that, that. like you created that, like you helped someone become more confident in themselves. Right. And so like. I used to think that was my purpose for such a long time. And so like when I was going through that stage, like mentally it was so challenging because it's like literally since sixth grade, right? This is what I want to do. Like, this is my purpose. And then all of a sudden, like I turned my world upside down and it's kind of like, oh my God, like, what am I here for? Like, what is my purpose? Like I have never felt so lost like in my life. How old were you at that time? I want to say, how am I now? 26. I think I was 23. Okay. 23. Yeah, your young 20s, I feel like that's where I felt like the most lost too. Yeah. And then, so you were just kind of like, Art was already doing photography, right? So then you decided to do photography with him? But we weren't together. Oh, okay, okay, Yeah, so we weren't together. I think we got together when when I was 24. Okay. Yeah, because when I moved home, we were not together yet. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you had made your decision before you guys were together to not do uh it. before. Okay, okay, and then- So I was just kind of like by myself. Like I was living at home, I was working, like I was going to the gym, but I I would say like I was completely alone like all the time. Yeah, okay. Uh, you were you this gap year like after you decided that you weren't gonna do this anymore did you work did you do anything you just kind of like so I kind of I still worked and uh I was still kind of like kind of in my routine and like honestly I was still trying to study because it was kind of like a hard thing like when I brought it up to my family it was kind of like oh like well what are you gonna do now like well what is like the backup plan you know what I mean so it was kind of like even more stressful and I'm like you know what like maybe I'm going through a hard time like I remember there was this one day like um there's this area in San Antonio it's called the Pearl Mm -hmm. and I remember I, I I was just feeling like so lost like um like just like so like mentally like upset like I have no purpose like I don't know what to do I literally drove around for like an hour and a half crying like I was just like so upset and I was like oh my god like what am I gonna do and then I went to the pearl and I was just sitting there like just staring at my computer and I was like how am I or like what am I gonna do with my life like how am I gonna like like everyone has this perception of me, right? Right. How am I gonna change it into something different and I don't even know what it is now. Right. So it was just like, so difficult. Yeah, no, I can't even, I mean, I feel like everyone goes through a point in their life. Like for me, it was my early 20s. I know for a lot of people, a lot of kids, teenagers, early 20s, because they, they think they wanna do something and then they're like, this is not what I want to do. Same thing that happened to you. And then they feel all this pressure from their parents. The parents almost forget that they were once 20. Mm -hmm. And I find that situation with my sisters. Like I tell my mom, I'm like, if my sisters decide to do something, I feel like my parents, well, they need to make up their mind already. And I'm like, it's hard. It's hard. You need to give them some time to figure whatever situation is happening. You need to give them some time to figure it out on their own because now they're adults. Yeah, they're young, they're still young, but they need some time to figure it out. And I feel like parents forget that and they put all this pressure on the kid to make up their mind. Like, and then it almost makes you feel like, oh my god, I'm letting my family down. Oh my god, I'm so lazy. Oh my god, this. And I, it's yeah. it's, it's such a tough position to be in. But I'm glad that you realized that at a young age that you, this is not the path that you wanted to be in. So then you met Art and then you decided to go into photography with him? So I was still doing it like on my own, okay. but he was doing videography um, and like marketing for this store that he worked at. Okay. And so when we mo- when we got engaged, I moved um, to a small town with him, right okay. where he was living. And I also went to college there too. 
long story. Um, but yeah, so we decided to do it like part time. Okay. And then we moved to Houston and we decided to do it full time. Okay. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, it's been great. Yeah. It's, um, so I met art guys, I think like four or five months ago. So he's the one that helps me with my YouTube videos. And then that's where I met Brittany through him. And like she said, they're married. Um, but I, me and Brittany, I haven't talked too too much just because when Art would come and record, he'd be with me, record my workout for like two <laughs> hours. And I, like, she would come sometimes, but I'm like, oh my gosh, she's probably bored. I feel so bad. But it was like probably like a few weeks ago that she had brought up, like, um, we were talking about mental health. And I was like, oh, I didn't even know, like, that's something that you went through. I mean, you meet people all the time and you don't realize, you know, you never think about the struggles that they went through or something that could, like, you know, like us that we have in common. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, when I have Brittany on the podcast, I really want to talk about, you know, her. And then I want to talk about mental health because if she's go, she's dealt with something that, you know, can help you guys out. That would be like amazing to talk about. And then I've dealt with mental health. I haven't been able to talk about it too much on YouTube and on Instagram because it's not something that like, you know, I, I, with my platforms, I never like to come on my story and, be a Debbie Downer, I guess you would say. I like to be realistic and I like for you guys to um, relate to me and I'll, I'll post on my social media when I'm feeling down, but I can't, it's hard to just ex sit there and express and like talk, you know, for long periods of time. But with the podcast, like I mentioned, it's something that I wanted to um, dig deep into and, and for you guys to be able to relate uh, to my story and to other people's stories. So um, the reason I chose uh, Brittany for the podcast today for the mental health talk was because of that, because we talked about it and she's also doing a program that's helping her right now. But before we get into the program, I want to know a little bit about your mental health issues. Um, how did you know? know what problem did you have and how did you know you had a problem um so I would say I first knew like that I was like going through something is when I decided to like change my career path okay um it was honestly like a very dark time for me just like I said like I mean I had people around me of course and but honestly I felt like very alone and I was like you know what like I don't know what I'm gonna do like what's my purpose like literally like trying to figure out like why am I here? Like, why right. am I here? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, and it was just like, kind of like sent me like in a spiral and it kind of continued, um, for the next two years. Um, during that process, like I stayed studying for my DET, but I felt like it just kind of like kept getting worse. Okay. And I was like, you know what? Like, no, like for sure, this is not what I want to do. And it took me a long time because I felt like I had this identity of myself and I was like, why is my life not going as planned? Right. right. So like I wanted to be a dentist in sixth grade. Like I did, like I worked so hard. I did everything I had to do to get there. And I was like, why am I feeling this way? Like this is supposed to be my plan. And honestly, like getting, and I'm a very planned person. So like getting off that plan yeah. was like very scary for me. Cause right, I was yeah. like, what am I going to do? You know, like, yeah. and I was serving at the time. And I remember hearing like, oh, like you want to be like a server your whole life. And I'm like, no, hello, of course not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want, I've always felt like something inside of me, but I just couldn't figure out what it was. Right. And so, um, what was the second question you asked? Can you say that one more it, time? Like, what did you have? Like, did you have depression, anxiety? How did you feel? How did you know something was wrong? But okay. before we get into that, it's crazy that you were waitressing too, because, you know, I, you know, waitress because of my parents' restaurant. Yeah. So I remember feeling the exact same way because, you know, for me, it was like, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I had no idea what that meant. Mm -hmm. But then I was waitressing at the same time. And I'm like, I don't want people to think, not that if you're a waitress now, guys, waitresses make good money if that's something that you want. But for me, it was like, 
I just don't want to be a waitress the rest of my life. Like, is this, is this what I'm going to do? Like, cause yeah, this is all scary. I know. So it's scary. Yeah, and it is scary. And I feel like it's even more scary. Like when people have this perception of you and like, they kind of put that on you and you're right. like, you're kind of like, Oh shit. Like, is this what I'm going to be doing? Like, right. why can't I get out of it? Like, why can't I get out of this loop that I'm stuck in? Yeah. And, um, honestly, I would say personally, um, I have, or I have struggled with depression and anxiety. I've just okay. kind of always been like an anxious being. Yeah. Um, and when I moved, when we, um, we moved to that small town that I was telling you about, um, before we moved, so it was kind of like a, maybe like six months before, right? When I told you like I was changing career paths or whatever. And then like art came into the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like really struggling. And for me personally, like I am like a, like, like to figure out things on my own. So I was struggling, like, why can't I figure this out, right? Like, why can't I figure yeah, yeah. out myself? And so um, I had went to the doctor and I remember I was talking to my doctor about it and I was like, maybe I should try getting on medication, right? And she had tried to prescribe it uh, to me in the past, but I was like, no, no, like I'm just not one to like usually like get on medication. Um, and so I was like, you know what? Like, I'll try, I'm going to try it because. Were you trying to get medication for your depression or anxiety? For, for anxiety. Okay. 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 Yeah. And so, um, did your family know you had anxiety at this time? Was it something you talked about with them or no? So it was just kind of I would say things. yes, um, to my parents. My mom was more understanding, but, um, kind of like, unfortunately for my dad, I feel like it's a little bit like a generational gap and it's right. kind of like one of those things where like they don't understand because it's not something that like you see like for example if you break your leg it's like I know you're suffering because your leg is clearly broken right. but if you have like anxiety or depression well it's invisible so it's yeah. like you can't I can't see that you're suffering from it right right yeah um so yeah so that was kind of difficult because it made me feel even more like almost like I I I wasn't validated enough right. or like I wasn't deserving enough to be struggling or like I was kind of almost I almost felt like ungrateful in a way because I was like, exactly you know what I mean because I was like I have this great life like I have this this and this and like I'm struggling like why am I struggling like is this me being ungrateful like do I even deserve to struggle like right. I almost felt like um like guilty yeah you do you and know I mean, what I mean even like, to this day like when you're younger it's like it's you kind of you're like you get the excuse, you get to play with the excuse that, oh, I'm young. So I obviously like, I'm anxious because, you know, I don't know my life. But even if you have like the most perfect career or whatever, if you have any type of anxiety or depression, like it's, you feel so much guilt because you're like, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. I'm, I have, I'm financially good. I, I'm good in my relationship. I'm good in this. And like, you almost feel like I'm so pathetic. Why should, why am I feeling this way? Like, but it's, that has nothing what your financial needs are or how your relationships are going has nothing to do with your depression or anxiety i mean sometimes it can like if someone's causing you more anxiety Mm -hmm. than other times but sometimes you just have anxiety you know what i mean i like for me i knew that i had anxiety when i was in high school because i had my first panic attack in like high school in the parking lot before going into school i had no idea what that was but i literally remember sitting in my car and i just like started hysterically hyperventilating like out of nowhere and I was like what is happening like I was like I don't know what this is and like I started having a panic attack and I had to kind of like breathe and I remember there was like a guy walking into class like school and I knew him and I like stopped and he was like are you okay and like he made me feel a little bit better because I I didn't know what was happening, but that's when I first realized that I had anxiety. I didn't have depression then, but Mm -hmm. that's when I started having like an anxiety attack. But anyways, back to you, you went and you got, um, you went to your doctor and you were like, okay, I have anxiety. And then that's when you were like, I'm not scared to 
get on medication, right? Yeah. So actually, uh, real quick, I just wanted to um, tell you something that I heard in a different podcast earlier today. Um, I was listening to this podcast and she was saying, um, it's like a well-known author. Um, and she was saying like, usually like when I meet women and they're like, oh, I have anxiety. The first thing that she asks them is, who are you trying to please? Wow. I know. I thought that was like completely mind blowing. That's so crazy. Yeah. Because it's like, why? Because if you're being true to yourself, you wouldn't feel like all, of, I mean, you know, to a certain extent, like you wouldn't feel all of this anxiousness. So it's like, you're not truly acting from your core and that's why you're, you're anxious. Brittany, I don't like when you do this to me because now I'm like here <laughs> sitting, I'm like, cause I woke up kind of anxious today and I'm like, why the hell am I so anxious? Who am I trying to please? Like, now I'm like, man, I don't know. Yeah. But that's a crazy thought, right? But yeah. But cause sometimes though you think that, I mean, for me, I feel like I'm, I'm trying to please me, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, okay, so why am I, I don't know. I need to sit down. That's, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good. I thought the same thing too. But anyways, <laughs> so if, if you thought about that, if you had a time, like a little time to think about that earlier today, who were you trying to please when you were younger? Probably like your family, right? So I actually um, got into this with R before we came in. Another powerful thing um, that she was saying is she said that she went to like this Tony Robbins um, like experience. And one of the questions that they asked um, that they asked like everyone in the audience was when you were younger, whose love did you crave the most? Right. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat it. it says when you were younger, whose love did you crave the most? And then it said, who did you have to be to get that love? You're going to make me cry. Yeah. And I honestly, like I was crying earlier because it says, who did you have to be to get that love? And honestly, I'm going to be really like raw right now. Um, I have kind of, Jesus, Brittany. <laughs> um, I have kind of struggled with my relationship with my dad all my life. I mean, not all my life, but since high school and yeah. kind of on and hold on. Um, it made me think like all of my life, like I wanted to be a dentist, right? Like I wanted to be like an overachiever. Like I had to be a people pleaser because when he was paying attention to me, who did I have to show up as? And was that person really me? Right. And it's crazy because lately, um, I've been, like I told you, I was, um, been in this program and like, I've been trying to like figure out like who I am. And that's like a really fucking hard question to answer. Like if you really like sit down and like, you're like, who are you? Right. Like, how do you answer that? Like it's, it's been a process and I've been trying to figure it out for two months, but I've been noticing that I've been showing up more as myself and like truly myself. And, um, I do want to bring up one more thing is lately I've noticed that a lot of times in my life, like um, people have gotten the blame like for decisions that I have made, right? Like, so for example, when I took a gap year, right? It was like, oh, your best friends with so-and-so and she took a gap year. So that's why you wanna take a gap year. Like, it's really not the decision that you're making, right? Right. And, and it can be like, honestly, like any example, but I've come to realize that all of my life, I have never shown up as me. And like people, oh, how can I say that? Like, um, I've never shown up as me. So people think, that they know me, but they're only, they only know the version that I allow them to see. Right, right, right. And so like, it's been really like, seriously, like freeing, just like kind of like stepping into this energy and like figuring out like, who am I? And like, it's been crazy. Cause like, I feel like little different uh, bits of me, like I've been more expressive, like in what I want to wear, like just like different things that I've been so afraid of like my whole life, because how are people going to perceive me? Like, am I like weird or like, is this like, you know, is this okay to do? But like, it's crazy. Like when you really step into yourself, like what you're capable of. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, and it's, it's, and we'll get more into talk about that guys, but it's a process. It doesn't happen 
in a year. Like for me, I feel like I'm 27 and I'm barely know who I am. I feel like I had my like breakthrough a little bit when I was like 25, but I'm still learning so much about myself as I get older. And right now, like the questions that you just asked, <laughs> I'm literally gonna go sit at my desk later and just like think I'll because, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy when you think about the past and the way that you were raised and you know, how those things affected you and it affected your, if you have any kind of mental health, like you have to kind of go back to your past and not put blame on your parents or others, no, but yeah. just kind of think about where that is coming from, you know? Mm -hmm. So before we go into like how we're dealing with it now, I want, you know, you to talk about a little bit of like, you got on medication, but how did you deal with your anxiety and depression back then? Like if it was different than you are now? So I tried a few different things. I did try medication and unfortunately for me, it wasn't something that worked. I did um, try, I want to say like three different medications and I kind of got to the point where it, like completely changed my personality. Like I really wasn't like, I, this sounds like really bad, but like when I personally was on medication, like I had like zero motivation. Like I didn't want to eat. Like I didn't, it was hard to sleep. Like I, it got to the point, like I didn't even want to take care of myself. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what? Like this is not who I am. You yeah. Know? And so I got off and I got off the wrong way. I actually got off like cold turkey or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Like, it's fine. Like I can handle it. Like I'll just, I'll figure it out. It was like literally the worst downward spiral yeah, that yeah, I could have yeah. ever done for myself. I think it was like three months. And I would say that was my like absolute like darkest times of yeah. my life. Um, Do you feel like because you like were such an like, I guess like a balance and then you got off, your depression got way worse than it was to begin with? So I wouldn't even say it was like a balance because I, I would say like on the medication like it wasn't helpful for me like I was still kind of experiencing like the same thing like oh, okay. the same like um and I, I do think it, it's like a mix of like childhood trauma like old relationship trauma and just like a lot of things in general um but can you sorry can you ask that question one more time um <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you're, you're, you're thought. no like with your medication like did you feel like you were more depressed when you got like when you got off, I know it was like your old time low, okay, right? Gotcha. Was that more, did you feel way more depressed than when you were to begin with, I guess, before oh, getting okay. on the medication? Uh, yes. And okay. I, I do think it's because of like the way that the medication like reacts in your body. Like it's not made to just come off of like, like come off like that. So, yeah. um, lots of like hormonal like imbalances. Um, yeah. so I do think that. And then during that time, um, I know you said like, kind of, I guess like what like approaches that I yeah. take, I tried to go to therapy and that honestly really helped, but I kind of feel like it helped me realize a lot of things mentally that I didn't notice that I was struggling with. But the only thing that um, didn't work for me is I felt like I had to keep reliving them. And so that made it worse for me in the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was I, like going through all of these things over and over again. Which is funny that you say that. So like for me, you know, I found out that I had anxiety in high school, but like I just kind of dealt with it because my mom has depression and I, for sure she has anxiety. I don't think we've ever talked about the fact that she has anxiety, but my mom is probably one of the most anxious people <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, but she was actually on medication and I know she got off and it was really bad. So she ended up getting back on. But with my dad, he, you know, the cultural thing mm -hmm. and you know, he just didn't understand anxiety and depression. And so growing up with anxiety, I just kind of dealt with it. I just felt like it was a norm for me. Like I always wanted to be really good. I always wanted to be like, I was always like quick, like there was no stopping me. Right. So mm -hmm. I just felt like that was a reason I was anxious all the time. Thankfully, like I got into running in high school and I think that was like a great outlet for me too. Mm -hmm. Cause it kind of helped me with my anxiety, but I didn't thankfully have 
or I don't, I don't remember having depression at that point, but I remember, um, I tried going to see a therapist because I, there was a point when I was like in my early twenties that I was like really, really anxious. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try therapy. Mm -hmm. And that's for me, it wasn't the best experience, but I don't think it was therapy itself. It was the therapist and the therapist, I went in there and with my first session, she made me feel really guilty about having sex before marriage, about living with Chris before marriage. And I went in there because I was feeling these things because of the way I was raised, right? So it's like, my parents didn't approve of me living with Chris. My parents didn't approve of me having sex with Chris before marriage. And so I wanted a therapist to kind of hear me out and let me, and kind of like, not I guess guide me a little bit, but she ended up making me feel a lot worse. I guess it was because we were in the South and (laughs) whatever she believed in too, kind of, you know, that's the advice that she gave me, but I ended up leaving that the my session with her and I ended up feeling worse and that's when I was like okay well Chris you have to marry me because if not like I'm basically a hoe (laughs) right and so we ended up getting married um and thankfully it's been all good guys it's been all good (laughs) but that was one of the biggest life decisions that I made and it was because of this therapist made me feel so guilty about it so for me the therapist itself herself wasn't the best but i do think therapy helps people i've had i've heard oh no for sure you know i've heard so many people have great experiences and i i feel like a lot of single people have great experiences with it well but i wanted to talk about what you just said about reliving it and i was just having a conversation with some friends about something that happened in my past life and chris was like oh how was your conversation with them i was like good he's like did you talk it through and i was like yeah but i don't i don't want to talk about it and he's like why and i'm like well i don't want to relive it like i don't want to talk about it anymore because you know i don't want every time i talk about it i put myself in that situation i put myself in where i was and it makes me feel like you're you're back in i'm back back there there. and all those emotions and he's like well you're gonna have to face them at some point and i think i personally with that experience i haven't faced it all and Mm -hmm. I, i know that talking about it would I guess help me but that's the fear it's like like what you were saying for you it was like you felt like you were reliving that all the time and I'm sure a lot of people feel that way so it might just not be for everyone you know Mm -hmm. but um anyways okay so you did therapy medication and then when you stopped therapy what did you do so honestly I did nothing it was just kind of like like dead for a while just kind of like I felt like I was kind of like just existing like going through the motions of like daily life and even like when we moved here like I was still kind of like in the same headspace and just how I said with therapy like something that I deal with is like I am like an avid like overthinker like I am and it's part of my personality type too like I'm I'm an INFJ and like we like analyze the world like very different. And I hate to put myself in that box, but I feel like I'm in that box. Yeah. Like, um, I feel like I overthink everything and like I just analyze the whole world because I just want like a deeper understanding of it. But um, one thing that affected me like so bad is like I just kept ruminating in my thoughts, right? Yeah. Like, and um, some some of the trauma that affected me like when I was here was like past relationships. Like I couldn't forgive myself for doing um, like this or that or like different things. And it was like, I was constantly like stuck in that loop. Like I even think like, like the beginning of moving to Houston, like I don't even remember some of it because I was just constantly in my head. Yeah, no, well, I'm an overthinker too. I feel like guys, as an overthinker, I will say, if you 
are ever overthinking a certain situation, give yourself a whole day to think about it. Because I feel it, like it's for good me, and bad. Yeah, I just it's like, good I have to give myself a whole day because then if not, like it, it just I spiral into so many <laughs> things. But I'm like, I just need to understand why. Yeah, I, I just need to understand. Yeah, it. I'm just like, and I'll just repeat it, and I'll just repeat it. Chris gets so annoyed because we'll talk about the same damn thing for like all day, and he's like, Can you just like, can you just think about it and like quietly and just think of it logically? And I'm like, No. <laughs> but anyways, um, so you weren't doing anything, but you finally you found something that you like. You just started a program, right? Yes, but I would say before that, like I was, um, I would say kind of like when we moved again. Like so, when we moved into our new apartment, like I had been um, like listening to pot. Like I wanted to make an effort to get better, right? right. Like I was like, I can choose to get better. Like I just have to keep showing up for myself, right? right. Like that's like one which of is my, a big part of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's like one of my favorite things because for me personally, like I. I tend to get like stuck in negative patterns easily. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna start listening to podcasts, um, like taking care of myself, like doing what I can do to try and get better, right? And then I remember one day I was on Instagram and I came across this girl's page. Um, her name is Ali Vay. And then so somebody that I follow had started her program, right? She was saying like, just started like Ali's six month program and I'm excited to I guess like release like a lot of trauma and like let go of things and kind of like get to know myself better something like that and so I was like hmm like this seems really interesting and this yeah. seems like something that I would definitely want to do right yeah. so I went on her page I was like looking like scrolling like uh, she had like quotes and like all this stuff and I was like this is really interesting because I have always felt like I've wanted to help people become better like mentally mm -hmm. and so I was like I have never seen this before. Like, you know, they have like health, um, like coaches and different stuff. And I was like, I have never seen like a mental health, like mentor like this. Yeah. And so um, I followed her and she was like, hey, like, thank you so much for the follow. And I was like, oh, like, okay. It was almost like a sign, right? Yeah, like yeah. For, for me to like engage with her. And I was like, oh, like, you're welcome. And I was like, I would love to know like more about your program. I'm really interested. And she was like, sure, like let's jump on a call. And she was like, I had a lot of clients at the moment. So she was like, I can schedule you like in a week or something, right? And I just remember being like so nervous and like yeah. so excited for this call. I was like, oh my God, like this is crazy. And then we had our first call and it was like, I don't know, like everything I could have expected like and more. Like yeah. it was like, as soon as we got off our first call, I was like, I need, like I need this. Like mm -hmm. I need to do this program. And I remember like telling Art and being so excited. So. When I first started, we had three calls, right? Before I even like signed up for the program. And at the end of the, the third call, I was like, like, I need this. Yeah. Like it, it was almost like a calling. Like I was like, the, uni the universe is sending me a sign. Like I need to do this. Yeah. And I felt like, for example, like when I did therapy, I felt like I wasn't ready to heal. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like it took me a long time and I had to go through everything that I went through in order to get to this like openness phase. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think a lot of people, I felt the same way with a lot of things. Like sometimes you're not ready for it and you oh, just have sure, to yeah. like, and, and what you just said, like you felt like the universe was giving you a sign. Guys, if you will just listen to the universe, <laughs> it literally will give you signs and then you will follow your intuition. And sometimes like the most amazing thing can just come out of it. If you just listen to the damn signs <laughs> and you're probably like, well, I don't know what the signs are just you're listen. not looking hard enough. yeah you're not looking like i promise you like they're there mm -hmm. they're there anyways keep going sorry um no so you're fine and so i ended up signing up for the program and i remember um as soon as like we were on that third call and she asked me um she said this was like one of her favorite quotes if you would have started a year ago where would you be 
And I was like, wow, like that is so crazy. And I was like, because if I would have started a year ago, I wouldn't be feeling like this. Yeah. And I was like, I wasted like, not wasted all this time, but in a sense, like I wasted all this time, like saying that I want to get better. I want to get better. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not like, I'm yeah. just here, you know? And yeah. I was like, she had me write um, a note to myself. Honestly, I wish I would have brought it. I would have read it. Um, <laughs> she had me write a note to myself in six months. Right. So like when I'm done with the program, like the old Brittany will be writing the note. And I honestly, I remember like I was crying, like writing the note because I was like, when you're reading this, um, like, I can't wait to see like who you, I, I think I said, I was like, I can't wait to see like who you become. Like, I'll see you on the other side. Oh my gosh. That's, that gave me the chills. Yeah. Cause so. I was like, I know, um, like I have a lot of work to do, but like, I promise I'm going to earn yeah, I I promise I'm gonna earn the version of Britney who's reading right now. Oh my gosh, it's so. When when will you be able to read that? Um, I think I'm two months into the program, oh, so, like, so I have four, four more months. months. Oh my gosh, I'm just. I know you're gonna make amazing changes in those four months. That's crazy. That's so. That's so good because it reminds me of right now that I was like. I was making our outline for us and on my notes and I have so many notes, just like old, old ass <laughs> notes on my notepad and some of their groceries list, some of them are just like random, but I like was reading one of them that I made in 2018 and just to read back on what you were feeling and versus what like you're feeling now and who you are now and to see like the changes that you made is just, it's amazing. It's crazy. It's crazy. So it's, it's so cool that you're doing this program and then you'll be able to in four months be like, Oh my God, this is a whole new Brittany. But from what you've already told me, you already feel like you're a whole new Brittany, right? No. Yeah. Like 100%. So, um, one thing that she specializes is like NLP, um, and it's called neuro-linguistic programming. Uh Um, and so we actually had, I think it was like, a few weeks in, we had this like breakthrough session. And honestly, um, I've been going, so before we had that breakthrough session, like I had to read a book and it was like four chapters of this book. And like, I was learning like all about NLP and like the process. And it was saying like, how some people like experience changes like very fast, like they're able to let go of like past trauma, like super quick. And some people aren't, it honestly like just depends on you. Right. And so when I went into this program, I was like, I'm going to give it my all because I was like, I want to heal and I want to be like literally the best version of myself that I can be. So like, I'm going full force at this. Yeah. So I remember when we went through the breakthrough session, I was really nervous because um, it's kind of like um, a form of hypnosis. Like I was sitting there, like we were on Zoom call and um, she was talking to me and like I had my eyes closed and she was asking me like, hey, um, like certain emotions, right? So she would be like, okay, like close your eyes, like step outside yourself and then go back to a time like where you felt like fear, mm-hmm. right? Or like di- whatever emotion, like anger. And then she'd be like, okay, so like you, you found that spot and I would be like, yes. And then she'd be like, okay, now look at your timeline, go back to a time before that. And she's like, what do you feel now? Like, does that feeling exist? And then I would be like, for, for me, I would be like, no, like I can't find that. And then like, so she was asking me, it's like kind of weird to explain, but it was like different parts of my timeline. But for me, I was able to let go of like a lot of stuff. Like it was almost like when I was letting go, like I got this sensation, like I was throwing up, like it it felt like, like, this is the only way I can describe it. Like literally like something was coming out of my body and I was just like glowing. Like I felt free. Oh my gosh. Which is crazy that you're saying that. It's crazy. I was watching like, I can't think of the damn name of the uh, psychedelic, but that's what people go. They, they go and they go to the, like, I think the 
Costa Rica. I don't even know where they go, but they take the psychedelic to experience what you experience. Yeah. But they actually, I think they throw up. But oh, they, for real? They actually throw oh, okay. up. And they have like, um, they have like a shaman there, like watching over them. And they, they like take a psychedelic and so that they can deal with all their past trauma. And they're like literally throwing up. But you reminded me of that. I'm like, it's crazy that you got to that point without that drug, but not saying that there's anything wrong with it guys. Cause yeah. I've heard amazing experiences with that. But um, it's crazy that you were able to do that at home. I think it's because when I went into it, like like I said, I was fully open and I was like, you know what? Like this stuff has been holding me or like, you know, it's been holding me down for so long. Like I want to release it. And luckily, like for me, like I was able to and um it was weird because when I went into that session, like obviously I had no expectation and right? I was like, this might work, like it might yeah. not. But like literally like after the session ended, I was like, I think I was telling Art about it. I was like, like I died yeah. during that session. Like I was like the Brittany that walked into that room is not the Brittany that is here right now. I was like, I don't, I don't know her anymore. Did you like, it's crazy. Did you write your experience down? Like, so I didn't. Okay. <laughs> um, because I think afterwards she told me like, um, like you can't take any like, like drugs or like you can't drink alcohol. It can't do anything to alter your mental state. Cause it's like in a like sensitive state, I guess. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, she was like, no, um, like deep thought or like anything that's going to like provoke <laughs> deep thought like yeah. afterwards. So I didn't, but honestly, I remember it like, like as clear as day. Yeah. Um, and something that I want to share too is because the reason why we go into this, right, is because there's some type of limiting belief that we have, right? And it causes right. us to self-sabotage or like do whatever, like our life is not going as planned because of these limiting beliefs that we have that aren't even ours, right? Because yeah. have you heard of like um, programming, right? Like, so when we're, I think it's like one through four or something, mm-hmm. like our parents imprint on, imprint on us. So like all of your beliefs that you have are not yours. Right. Unless like you like dig deep to figure out what they are right so I had this limiting belief that I'm not good enough right and it's been like very apparent in my life and so we were trying to like get down to the core like why I have this belief yeah and so it was weird that I'm gonna say this um when I was like my eyes were closed um going through like that um breakthrough session when my eyes were closed she had me like go back into my timeline like I was seeing things like okay so I think the questions were, did it happen before your birth, after your birth, or during your birth, right? Like, those are the questions that she asked. Like, go into the timeline. Like, I was seeing things, like, from the past. Like, it sounds like woo-woo. Like, seriously. I'm like, seriously. No, like, I'm so serious. Like, I was seeing things, like, in the past. Like, I could feel, like, what it was like to be in my mom's womb, and, like, I was hurting. And um, it, I'm telling you, like, it's so funny. Girl, I don't no, I have to live through this. Let me tell you, okay? It was fucking crazy. Okay, so one thing that I figured out was, um, you know, you can have uh, trauma when you're in the womb. Yeah, I, I believe that. So I didn't know that, and I wasn't aware of this. Okay, so my dad, I'm sorry, dad. My dad cheated on my mom when she was pregnant with me, right? And okay. so we kind of... I think she asked me, she was like, when did you feel like anger or like sadness, right? And it took me back and I was literally in the womb, Jazzy. I know it sounds fucking crazy, but I could see myself and like, I could feel everything that she was feeling. And it was like, this is what's like causing me. And then she was like, hey, now when, now go back. And she was like a time before this. And it was like, I could see my parents like in high school, like walking down the hall. I don't even know what their high school looks like. It's like walking down the halls and like, they were so happy, like in, in, in love. And she's like, does that feeling exist now? And I was like, no. 
That's so crazy. It is like literally like it's it sounds so wild, but this these are things that I saw and like we did this for so many different emotions and like it's just crazy that like I was able to like just release it and let it go. It's yeah. like a lot of the things that we f- I figured out it was like they're limiting beliefs, but they're not mine. Right. It was like I adapted them right. like over time, you know. And yeah. so that's what was really crazy. No, it's crazy. And I do agree with the limiting beliefs. I think that thankfully I'm in a position where I'm, I have some limiting beliefs, but not as many as I could have had Mm -hmm. just because I've had like little breakthrough throughout my years. I think I've gone through stuff like moving on my own and things like that, that I've just pushed past that limiting belief. And they're like, the books that I'm reading right now talk a lot about that. Even when it comes to money, like I think everyone has like a limiting belief of what they think that they're capable of making or whatever. And especially like your upbringing, what you were used to and what you see that, uh, you know, your parents went through and you're like, okay, well this is my, this is how much I'm going to make and that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I decided to break through that limiting belief. And I think that honestly, that's one of the reasons that I'm where I'm at today is because of that. But I, I do believe that there are so many limiting beliefs to anything like your personality, your emotions, and it does take a lot of work for you to break out of them. Um, but my question to you, it's just so crazy what you went through. Like (laughs) I'm just, you know, for me, like I tried therapy. It didn't work. I didn't want to say it didn't work. I just didn't like the therapist. And I've been wanting to go back to therapy, you know, for my anxiety. Um, now I just kind of like deal with my own anxiety. I tried medication once. I didn't like the way that it felt mm-hmm. for me personally. Like I was like a zombie. It's I just didn't like it. So I stopped taking it, but I didn't take it for so long. So I didn't really have like yeah. a down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I developed depression a little bit in my late twenties and I don't know why I, you know, I, it's not, I don't think it's super crazy bad depression, but Chris will notice it and he'll kind of like, almost like you feel a shift, right? Like you just feel like like, like you're off, like you're off and he'll help me get out of it. But I I really want to dig deep into knowing why that is. And, um, you know, for me, I'm like, you, you know, I try to listen to podcasts, read books, you know, for me working out, doing cardio, like that gives, gets me going. That Mm -hmm. makes me feel like I'm working on myself. I am trying to better myself, but I do believe that there comes a point where you need help. Like you need like Allie to that's she's, she knows more and she can really help you dig deep into the emotions Mm -hmm. and find out the why, because for me, I've been able to find wise to certain situations, certain situations, but very slowly by reading books. Like for me, I'm like, Oh wow. Like (laughs) you have like little realizations. Yeah, you do. But it's a lot slower pace where I feel like a program like yours would probably help me get that emotion out a lot quicker. You know what I mean? But my next question to you is, has there ever been a fear of you going back? Like you're this new Brittany now, right? So are you like for me it's like what you said like I feel like you get you make two steps sometimes and then like like take one step take back one step back and like I feel like for me like I get better I get better I get my routine something happens I haven't assessed the the something but something happens and then I fall backtrack and then I'm like oh shit Jazzy you just fell back <laughs> so then you have to come like that would be like my biggest I guess fear with the program like have you been scared of going back to the old Britney? So honestly, um, yes. And I would say there have been times like in the program so far where I have like gone back, I guess, to the old version of myself, but it's like, I catch myself. Okay. And it's funny because usually like when I notice that I text Allie or like I send her a voice memo um, like right away and I'm like, almost for like accountability, like I'm like, hey, like I just want to let you know, like I've been doing this and 
I'm not proud of myself that I did this or like different things. But I think to a certain extent, like maybe I would go back to like old little habits, but I do catch myself. But I know with all the progress like that I've made mentally, like I'm never fully going to go back to that old version of myself because I feel like I've done a lot of healing and like I've been able to let a lot of stuff go. So I know if I were to go back in a sense, I'm not going to be in the same place. Like I'm going to be like, it's almost like, um, when they say like, at least if you, you fail and you have to start over, you're starting from experience. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good saying. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of like that, like, yeah, maybe I'm taking a few steps back and I mean, it's awesome because like I have art and like he helps me like with accountability and it's crazy. Like what this program has done for our marriage too. Um, just because I have been able to open up more and like my thought process and like, honestly, like I would say I have changed completely but it's helped it's been helping me like provoke more thought in him like if he does something I'm like oh like why are you doing this or like oh like that's an interesting thought like why do you think that because like I want to get people to like think deeper you know what I mean because a lot of stuff that we think about is surface level and it's awesome that I have him because now that we're more open I can be like hey like I'm really struggling with this like can you like keep me accountable this week so like I don't fall back yeah that's really really good yeah and I love that you said that because I just wanted to come out from like maybe someone's like well I'm scared that I'm just gonna go back to the old me and you're never going to go back to the old you. I wouldn't, I don't think like I would ever go back to a 20 year old me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're going to regress. You're going to take a few steps back, but you're not going to be in the same thought process that you were back mm-hmm. then. But yeah, no guys, I feel like, you know, anxiety, depression. I feel like, like you said, how do I know that I have this? It's a certain shift, you know, like I, you just have like a feeling, you have a feeling and it's, it's different than laziness, right guys? Cause a lot of people like, you know, if your family or whoever doesn't understand, they might take it out of laziness, but you yourself knows. I know when I'm just like being lazy and I just want to yeah. lay down and watch TV and I'm like, okay, I'm just being lazy. And I know when there's a shift and I know when, okay, I'm just feeling anxious. I don't know why, or I'm feeling depressed. I don't know why, but I know I'm feeling this way and seeking help like Brittany said like seeking help from therapist now she's seeking help from this person you know which is amazing because it's it's getting you out of your comfort zone and it's making you challenge yourself and dig deeper and sometimes like I said like (laughs) we can help you can do a lot of help to yourself like I'm I do my best to help myself to make myself better every day but I do believe that for me personally having someone like that to help me dig deeper Mm -hmm. and maybe yeah really relive the trauma that I went through will help me just become a better version of myself you know what I mean um last question for you with the program is what do you feel like it's helped you with the most Mm, that's a hard question actually um I would say that it's helped me really step into the person that I was destined to be okay because Um, I feel like I've always been so afraid to show like my true self. And I feel like by releasing like so many things, like letting thing, like letting so many things go that have affected me, like I can fully step into like my true self. Yeah. In whichever way I choose that to be. Yeah. I'm so, I'm, we're definitely going to have you back on the podcast when you're done with your program. Oh, that's, that's cool. <laughs> and we'll take like, I want you to bring little notes and stuff so that you can read things that you know, you said I read my past. journal. Yeah. The first one. Cause I want, I think it's incredible. I think it's crazy. I'm glad that I got you in this position because that way we can see how the program worked for you. And just to have a testimony of like, you know, it doesn't have to be her. It doesn't have to be yeah. Allie, but it could be a therapist or someone else guys that helps you, you know, dig deep and go through the things that you need to go through to be a better version of yourself. Mm-hmm. 
But guys, um, before we end it, I want to talk about a few points that can help you with your mental health if you're suffering from anxiety, depression, whatever it may be. Like I said, I think the first step is realizing, okay, you know what? I do have anxiety. I do have depression. Um, What can I do to help myself? Um, The first thing that I wrote down is value yourself. Treat yourself with kindness and respect and make make time for the things that you love. I think that after... That's like number one. I feel like for me, can I say something? Yeah. Um, I would say, like you said, make time for the things that you love. I would say definitely show up for yourself and that it's really important, especially on the days that you don't feel like it. Yes. Because as much as like you don't realize, like that is going to throw you back into your old pattern. So like if you continue to show up, like you truly are moving forward. You are. And um, being kind to yourself, I think, you know, like just waking up and being like, I'm grateful for who I am, what I look like, I'm I'm blessed, I'm beautiful. Like that is already gonna help lift up your spirits and that's when you need when you're going through a time like you know, any 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 hard time with depression or anxiety, like just being conf like being confident, which are confidence is already really hard mm-hmm. to have. But if you value yourself and you're you express kind things to yourself, that's already making a step forward. Mm-hmm. So I said that was number one. Number two is take care of your body. Um, when you feel better internally, you feel better overall. And I don't know for you, 100%. for me, like setting goals, like it doesn't have to be hardcore marathon runner. I go to the gym seven days a week, no break, <laughs> chicken and broccoli. You know, no, I'm saying like, eating nutritious meals that are going to make you feel better mm-hmm. than like you know i mean the burgers and fries are gonna make you feel better they're gonna make you feel better but, but it's me, just like a it's in, a that's temporary a, yeah thing. instant gratification for me it's like yeah i have my burger my fries but for me i know when i eat healthier and i like it makes me feel better that i eat healthier because i know i'm on my goals but it mm-hmm. also feels better internally i have better gut health i just have more energy so Setting little goals like that for yourself and being active is is such a good way to kind of control, help, not control your anxiety, but help with your anxiety. I don't know for you. It's good for your brain too. Yeah. For me personally, like spin, I love it. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass going <laughs> to classes sometimes because I'm like, oh, it's so early and she's going to kick my ass today. I just had wine last night. Like for me, Monday mornings are the hardest because I'm like, Oh, you went this morning? No, I didn't. Okay. I, I did buy my, my own bike here, <laughs> mm. but I didn't want to, but I ended up doing my own bike. But I'm like, damn, I'm like, I'm going to feel like shit. But putting yourself there will just give you these, your endorphins will be through the roof. You'll just feel so much better and you'll feel so much more accomplished when you work out and you have little goals like that for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So working out or being at walking, whatever, doing any sort of activity and taking care of your body for me is number two. And number three, surrounding yourself with good people. Um, I think that out of anything is like very, very important because like I said, like people can really affect the way that you feel. I mean, there are certain people like Chris, he doesn't fucking care about anybody except for me and his family. (laughs) But he like doesn't let other people affect the way that he feels. And for some reason I do like, I won't say, I'll say it's not a lot, but I do like if someone like first, I'm like really good on energy. If someone comes into the room and is having a shitty day, I really have to get up and go because I can Mm. feel that energy and it makes me feel like shit. And I've been better at that. Mm. Like I've been getting a little bit better where if I notice that like a friend or someone comes into the room and is it feeling like shit and is trying to make you feel like shit, I'm just kind of like, 
I put on this like blinder. So I'm like, okay, no, like I don't want that affect me, but it does take a toll on you if you have negative people in your life. Or oh, yeah, if you have, it, yeah, just like you said, like it's energy, energy transfers. Yeah. So I think having important people in your life, um, your significant other support you and having friends that support you and, and lift you up and aren't constantly bringing you down or having any kind of drama in your life is also going to really, really help. I know it's harder with family members. Like if you have drama with your family, like you can't really, I mean, I, there are some mentors that I hear on like podcasts are like, cut your family. And I'm like, you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that extent, but if, I don't know, if your mom is super duper duper toxic, maybe have a conversation <laughs> with her and be like, you need to stop doing this. For me, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, with my parents, I did have a conversation with them once because they were giving me a lot of crap about my my Instagram. And I was like, it is what it is. You're like, like it's my Instagram. It's my, not yours. It's what I'm going to do. You don't have to follow me. I really prefer you not following me, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm married. I live on my own. I don't want to, I don't want to meet up with you. And every time that we meet up, have this conversation and you make me try. You know, I know you're not purposely trying to make me feel bad, but I'm, if I come and I'm spending an hour with you, I want it to be good. If mm-hmm. you're going to talk about something that's going to piss me off, then I just don't want to hear it. And they actually having that conversation with them really did help. Now she like, she, my mom will say some things to me here and there, but she'd be like, nah, nah, I just don't really like, I'm like, mom, I don't want to talk about it. This is my <laughs> life. And she's like, okay. So, you know, having those conversations with people, but letting go of negative toxic people will definitely help a lot. And then lastly, I would say toxic people, but also like people that are not going to help you grow. Like, if, right. I mean, it's hard. Cause like, I know like sometimes like, but like, had this best friend for like so long but if they're not adding any value to your life like you gotta let them go you gotta let them go I mean it's hard and it's what we've talked about in the past like sometimes people are just meant to come to your life for a short period of time and then that's it season and it's and it sucks I mean I'm very emotional so I get hurt and I'm just like damn but you just have to let them go and it's part of life and you have to take the good for what it is and say, okay, I appreciated this person and I, I like what we lived through, but now it's time to let it go. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And lastly, seek help guys, whether it's therapy, books, podcasts, like a, reaching out to someone, yeah, reaching out to someone, seek help if you feel like you need it. Um, it's, I know a lot of the time we think we can handle it on our own, but it's, it's important to be vulnerable sometimes and seek that help and get that help. Um, but guys, yeah, I just, I wanted to, I know we covered a lot today. We got into really, really good deep conversations and I hope that you never feel bad about going through the things that you guys are going through. Um, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Mental health is not, you know, nothing to be ashamed of. I know. Thank Thankfully, we're in a society where it's being more accepted Mm -hmm. to seek help and talk about mental health because it wasn't something a few years ago that you could just plan out and talk about because people think you were fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. But now people are bringing awareness to it. And I think it's just important to seek help and be vulnerable and, you know, not be afraid to find a family, a friend or you know, talk about a therapist to your family and friends and just seek the help that you need. Um, but anyways, is there anything that you want to talk about or end off with, with the mental health talk or anything else that you want to, any little advice that you want to give? Um, honestly, I would just say, um, and just speaking from experience, like I know it is, hold on. Um, like I know, oh my God, do I lost my train of thought? Dang it. (laughs) 
Okay. It's, it's okay. Never mind. I, never. I totally forgot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, write it down next time you're on the podcast. <laughs> okay. That way we can talk about it. Um, but before we end the podcast, guys, I want Brittany to give her socials and um, her photography socials in case you guys want to reach out to her. So, Brittany. Um, so you can follow me at Brittany Marie Cano and then our business page is Motive Films Productions. Okay, and then I will put it in the info description box as well, guys. So she does photography. I know what I was gonna say. Okay, say it. Oh, um, I was gonna say like, if you're ever struggling, like please do not hesitate to reach out. Like whether it's to me, um, like you can follow me on Instagram or send me a message, like, you know, no strings attached. Like if you ever need someone to talk to, but I promise you like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. like. You just have to search for it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, and then <laughs> for sure, like if they want to reach out and then maybe ask information yeah, about for sure. I'd Ali like to and her program. program. Yeah, I think that would be really, really good for our audience. But okay, you already gave your socials. I'll leave her info as well in the description box. Like I said, she does photography or does my videography. <laughs> but listen, guys, I don't, I can't have you guys be super busy because I, <laughs> I take priority, okay? She's going to call me up and be like, sorry, Jazzy, I can't come. No, honey. <laughs> um, but no, I want them to grow and I, and I hope that we can grow uh, together because I think it would be amazing. But guys, I'm going to leave it here. If you listen to the end, I really, really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, it's week two of our podcast and we are learning as we go and I'm just so grateful for this experience and I hope that you guys took something away from this um, please leave a comment um, in the Instagram page leave a review here and a comment too I read all the comments that you guys left and it just warmed my heart like I didn't think a lot of you guys were going to leave comments and you guys did and the review is really high right now so keep it up guys 4.9 of 5 stars okay um, but yeah guys I will see you guys next well not see you guys but we'll talk next Thursday